Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hi, my friends. Welcome to the Lady Preacher podcast. Every once in a while, we do a bonus episode, and today is one of those days. This is actually just the sermon I preached this past Sunday, and it was one that I felt like I needed to hear. You know, every once in a while, I preach a sermon that I really need. And so I thought, you know, maybe there are some other people who need to hear this too. It's based off a scripture that is pretty well known it's the prodigal son. And I hope that this message gives you a different sense of what could be possible within this story. Before we dive in and read the scripture, why don't we say a prayer together? Gracious God, you show up in our lives in some mysterious ways. Every once in a while, we feel lost and help us to trust and know that it is not us who go and find you, but you who come and find us. May we listen to this possibly familiar story and hear something new of what you are saying to us today. God, thank you for each person who's listening in today. I ask that you bless them, open their hearts and their minds and fill their well with your grace today and every day. In your name. Amen. All right, friends, our scripture today comes from the gospel according to Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. Jesus told them this parable, which one of you having a hundred sheep and losing one of them does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having 10 silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So the father divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far away, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around his son and kissed him. 
Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quickly bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now, his older son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what was going on. The servant replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. The older son became angry and refused to go inside. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen, for all these years, I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, my son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. My friends, this past weekend, my husband and I, we were laid up on the couch for a little bit after getting some food poisoning, but it gave us opportunity to relax and watch a movie. And one of those movies was Shrek. And there's this scene in Shrek right towards the beginning. And if you haven't seen Shrek, just know it's, you know, it's an adventure story, saving a princess and Shrek is an ogre and he has his trusty steed donkey and they didn't quite get along at the beginning. But Shrek, as an ogre, is really frustrated with people's assumptions about him. You know, being an ogre, they assume he's violent and angry and awful. And he shouts out, he says, there's a lot more to ogres than people think. So Donkey says, well, give me an example. And Shrek says, ogres are like onions. And Donkey says, what, they stink? Well, they make people cry? All the while Shrek is saying, no, no. And Donkey says, well, when you leave them out in the sun too long, they turn brown and sprout little white hairs. <laughs> and Shrek says, no, layers, donkey. Onions have layers. Ogres have layers. We both have layers. And of course, donkey says, well, not everybody likes onions. What about cake? Cakes have layers. <laughs> but just like ogres and onions and cakes have layers, this parable also has layers. And there's a lot more to it than people think. As one of the most well-known and popular parables, you know, there's musicals and movies about it. We think we've got it pretty well figured out. We think it's clearly about repentance and grace. You know, we're supposed to identify with the younger son who squanders his early inheritance, realizes his wrongdoing, goes home and seeks forgiveness, where he is welcomed back with grace and celebration. This story tells us about a God who is abundantly forgiving and welcomes us home with open arms, that no matter what we do or how far off we stray, God welcomes us home. This story also serves as a warning to not be like the older son, who is resentful of his father's generosity and grace, as if it is limited. And while there's some goodness and and truth to these interpretations or this interpretation of this parable, I wonder what happens if we peel back another layer of this onion, that maybe there's more to it. So let's start by talking about the older brother. 
you know, the one that the most common interpretation tells us we don't want to be like. So just for fun, let's put ourselves in his shoes. At first glance, this elder son appears self-righteous and angry. You know, he believes he deserves, you know, even just a goat to celebrate with his friends. It can feel selfish. But if we peel back another layer, I want us to imagine that we are this older brother and you have a kid brother who is always doing everything wrong. He's always been irresponsible and self-indulgent. And now to the point where he has demanded an early inheritance and just takes off, leaving you and your elderly father behind to do all the work. You already picked up some of his slack in the field before, and now he's off on his own, doing his own thing, squandering this inheritance. And you have to pick up now double the amount of work, all while watching your father grieve the son that he's lost. And while you're working hard in the field every day, you hear that your brother is off gambling and squandering all of that money that your father worked so hard for. And so one day you're out in the field. It's been a really long day. Maybe it's hot. You've been doing this physical labor and you head back home and you hear music. And then you realize there's dancing, there's a party happening and you call to one of the other field hands and you say, what's going on? And he tells you, well, your brother has returned and your father has killed the fatted calf, got out the finest linens, gave him his best coat, put a ring on him and threw him a big party. And no one even thought to come find you in the field. No one even thought to come get you. How would you feel in this moment? Not only would you feel angry and frustrated, but I imagine you'd also feel really hurt. If we were this older brother, would we not react in the same way? I think that last part, we often overlook that it's not just that his father has forgiven his brother and welcomed back in, but it's that no one even bothered to find him and bring him in for the celebration as well. They forgot. Or simply, they just didn't even think of him. I believe he has every right to be angry, to feel ignored and forgotten and overlooked. Years of resentment boil up in him and catch up with him in this moment as he's standing there outside and listening to this celebration. And it's in this moment that the father realizes that it is the older son, not the younger son, who was truly lost to him. And so desperate to make his family whole again, the father goes outside to find the son that he didn't realize he had lost. Now, I want to pause here for a moment in this story because this parable is preceded by two others. There was the lost sheep and the lost coin. And so I don't know if any of you have ever herded sheep before. I certainly haven't. But I imagine if you had 100 sheep and one went missing, you probably wouldn't notice unless that was like a pink sheep and the rest were blue, right? Like you're not going to notice that one has gone missing. Same with the 10 coins. If you had a stack of 10 quarters sitting on your counter and say, you know, a little one with sticky fingers comes by and just takes one, you're not going to notice that one has gone missing unless you sit down and actually count them, right? There's this interesting piece here about what we don't notice when one goes missing. And this happens to the father. He doesn't realize that his son, the older son, is the one who's been lost. 
And so he goes outside to find him in this moment when he realizes it. And the older son, when his father comes up, he all that pent up frustration and resentment and hurt, it all comes boiling out of him in this moment. And he explains his anger and expresses his resentment, you know, this feeling that his father had paid no mind to him and all that he had done did not acknowledge it or care for him even in the same way that the father had cared for the younger son. And I love how the father responds in this moment. The father, rather than argue with the older son, rather than try to defend himself or to say, you know, you shouldn't feel that way. He just listens. He listens to his son. And then he comforts him. The translation we read today says that the father pleads with his son, but the Greek word here has a connotation of comfort as well, that the father is reaching out to his older son, who no doubt feels like this lost or forgotten sheep or the lost coin. He assures his son, I have always loved you. Everything I have is yours. Yes, we celebrate your brother, but I celebrate you. Please come inside. You are a part of our family. I have always loved you. Everything I have is yours. I wonder how often we have felt like this older son. How often have we felt forgotten or abandoned by friends or by family, coworkers, or even by our heavenly parent? How often have we thought, God, I've done everything right, but everything else is going wrong. Why? Have you forgotten me? Have you forsaken me? That question that Jesus asks. Have we even sat outside of God's house struggling to go in because it feels like God has abandoned us altogether? How often have we felt the way that this elder son feels? And I want you to know that in these moments, Just like the father in this parable goes to find his son, God also comes to find you. When we feel lost or when we are lost, when we are hurting, it is God who comes to find us. It's not that we go searching for God, but God comes searching for us. God comes and sits with you. God comes and listens to your heart, your hurt and your anger, holds space for you to say how you feel. Never once shaming you for feeling that way or telling that you shouldn't feel that way. God listens to your pain, to your hurt. And then God says, my child, I am always with you. What's mine is yours. Reminding you of how deeply you are loved, how deeply you are cared for and cherished. This is what God does finds us when we feel lost. A man had two sons and both were lost. And this loving parent did all he could to make his family whole once again. Whenever someone asks me where God is, this is where I see her. God is out there noticing who is lost, listening to our pain and reminding us we are loved and assuring us we have not been forgotten. My child, I have always been with you. 
what's mine is yours. Thanks be to God. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for listening and for being here. I encourage you to leave a review if you would like. That is a great way for this podcast to get out into uh, the world to new people so they can hear a message of God's abundant love and grace. Thank you to those of you who support this podcast in so many ways. Please know how grateful I am. I hope you reach out, connect to us, sign up for our weekly devotional on the website. There's, of course, links to all these things in the show notes. And also a special thank you to our sound editor, Bree Daniel, who does so, so much. I'm very, very grateful for her and to each of you for listening every week. My friends, I wish you God's many blessings and invite you to go forth knowing you are loved and held and cared for by the one who never forgets, who never abandons, but is always there, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Go in peace, my friends. Amen. Amen.